Hi, I'm Ingo from Rose Travels, and today we have a very special guest. It's Connie Blumhardt, the publisher and founder of the Roast magazine, um, publisher also of the Daily Coffee News and several important coffee books like the Book of Rose, the Green Coffee, Coffee Covered, or Cheap Coffee. And um, I'm really happy to have you here. Welcome, Connie. Thanks for having me, Ingo. Hey, so um, I would like to talk about several things when it comes to coffee, about coffee trends, where the coffee industry is going, about a little bit about the roasting. But first of all, can you tell me um, how you started with the um, Roast Magazine? So a bit like the story of the Roast Magazine, why you invented it, how it started. So I grew up in the Midwest and went to college and uh, after graduating from college, I moved to California and I got into publishing. I have an English language literature degree. And I, when I got into publishing in California, I just loved it. And I knew that that's what I wanted to do for my career. So I lived uh, there for three years and worked for a publishing company. And then I moved to Oregon and landed in another publishing company um, that was in coffee. And I worked for Fresh Cup Magazine for six years, and that's how I got my start into coffee. I fell in love with the industry. Um, it was so small and personable, and I, it, it feels like a family. It still does. Um, and then I left Fresh Cup, and I didn't know what I wanted to do. But it was right at the time where the Roasters Guild started to form um, same summer, they had their very first meeting in Portland. And I definitely saw this trend of like the, the roasting community breaking off. They, we, um, at Fresh Cup, we started, you know, every now and then we'd have an article about roasting. And I knew I didn't want to leave coffee. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. But I decided that, yeah, this is like an emerging section of our industry. And I'm going to put this magazine out there and see how it goes. And when I announced the concept, you know, some people were like, yeah, that's amazing. Totally support it. And other people were like, we already have too many magazines. You know, we don't need another magazine. And uh, one kind of important person who told me that later, he came back to me a few years later and he's like, I'm sorry, I was really wrong. So, you know, from the very first issue, we knew we had traction and we knew people were interested in the content and we just grew from there. Wow, okay. So do I understand you correctly? At the time, there were some coffee magazines, but not one that was particular on coffee roasting. And, and you thought that that could be a great spot to cover. Yeah, they were, the coffee magazines that existed were really, you know, they covered coffee from all the different aspects. So they really weren't focusing on one thing or another. Um, they kind of covered everything. We had Fresh Cup, Tea and Coffee, Trade Journal, there was a magazine called Specialty Coffee Retailer. Um, there was a magazine called Coffee Talk. Um, so they focused really on the general coffee business, but no particular focus. And I find it really interesting that after Rose started, um, Barista started too, right after that, maybe a year after. Uh, and Sarah Allen and I actually worked together at Fresh Cup. Mm, nice. And I think it's really interesting that there was obviously, you know, a need for the industry to sort of separate and look at our different segments. When when I started coffee, we weren't doing that. 
you know, it was just sort of like general coffee. No one really talked about the roaster behind the machine, really, mm. at the very beginning. And how long time is this ago? How many years? So I started in 1997, and that it was just, you know, when we started seeing, you know, intelligentsia. We started seeing some of the, you know, third wave coffee companies emerging and, you know, sort of starting to shape that next wave that mm. we were headed into. So the Roast Magazine started in 1997? No, 1997 is when I started at Fresh Cup. you started? Um, yes, yeah, I started in, uh, the first issue of Roast was in 2004. Okay. So next year will be 19 years. Oh, okay, congratulations. So I think a lot of a lot of things um, changed, and so you you said there was kind of you realized there is there was a change in the roasting community um, with roasters like Intelligentsia coming up. So what what did the world of coffee or the world of coffee roasting look like at at, at that time, at that ancient time, nineteen years ago? <laughs> it when I go to a coffee event now, hmm. it's so different than when I used to go. Mm. Some parts of it feel the same, but other parts of it are so different. Um, so I think I, I want to just say that my focus is, you know, on the U.S. Mm. in terms of my history and coffee and what I saw in the U.S., you know, in those early 2000s. Because, you know, we went to some of the European shows, but it was also like a very different market. You know, mm. we didn't have, you know, you there weren't those third wave coffee companies quite yet. Mm. And I think that both in Europe and the US, there are companies that existed that were doing third wave work, but yeah. they didn't get the hype that, yeah. you know, the intelligentsia, the sometimes, the countercultures, they didn't get that hype, but they were doing the work already. They just were quieter about it. Mm. So I think, you know, I, when I look back, I think it's really important to think about what some of the things that I saw happening at the very, like in those early nine, like late nineties, early two thousands, is I remember specifically that there was a time where Starbucks was opening one coffee shop a day in yep. the United States. And it was going to be something like, you know, they were going to reach 8,000 coffee shops and it was going to be crazy. And, you know, now they have 35,000 shops worldwide. So yeah. there are these like things happening that lead us to where we are today, of course. But I, I, I find them really fun to look back and, and see where people were and see how we, you know, got to where we are. Um, it was really interesting to be part of, you know, like, you know, I was friends with the people at Stumptown, friends with people at Intelligentsia, and we were all young and it was exciting. And, you know, we were coming to these industry events and learning so much more about coffee, talking about it in a degree that we'd never talked about coffee before. Mm -hmm. And I feel like those were our building blocks, right? We started, all of a sudden, we started talking about roasting. We started talking about, you know, different processes and different roasting styles and and sharing those topics right we didn't share them before there was no roaster skilled retreat where people met up and you know shared ideas and thoughts and i think all of those things you know led mm. us to the path that we take today mm. 
interesting. It's interesting to to talk directly with somebody who was really then like in this in this inner circle or close to 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 where all the the magic of third wave was happening. Because for me a bit, and maybe that's that's kind of a political question a little bit. Um, but I just think. Um, at that time, 19 years ago, so there nowadays there is so much information online, you know, like in blogs or groups or there are videos, there are like also, yeah, blogs, magazine, roses are sharing their, their knowledge. Yeah. When you say like 19 years ago, there was no um, roast magazine. The internet was um, much smaller than it was now. Social media was yeah. not existent. So where did people get their knowledge from at that time? Because I sometimes feel a bit like there is there is this old movement of saying that coffee roasting is um, a lot of magic and a, a magic art and nobody should really know about it. And there is on the other side, this wave of people are really then sharing and giving out all their information and are curious about it. So could 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 we say that like Roast Magazine or all this movement also lets to um, have more knowledge around and, and onboard more people or make coffee roasting accessible to more people? Yeah, I 100% think that that's true. And, and not just roast, right? There's, like mm. you said, there are so many things that happened mm. along the, the, the timeline, right? We had the Roasters Guild, which opened up so many doors about communicating and sharing education and creating education. Mm. Like you said, there was nothing like that before. Mm. You know, and then roast comes along and you know there are all these different pieces that sort of uh, led to the sharing of knowledge and the education that we do today. And of course, the internet is just you know such a big part of that. So easy mm. to communicate that way. Mm. And then, so so did you? How did you start with the magazine? Did you set somehow like a concept or a mission, or did you have something like a vision on? What the world would look like maybe 19 years later or or what was your mm. kind of initial idea when you started it well it actually really would be fun to like publish my business plan because i did yeah. write a business plan I, I spent the like a whole summer like thinking about the concept and writing the business plan and i was 30 maybe mm. um and so i was like you know can i do this can i not do this i wasn't an entrepreneurial type um but yeah, I mean, I, I, I knew, I knew that I wanted to enter the coffee industry with a new magazine, and I really was loyal to Fresh Cup, so I didn't want to compete with anything that they were doing. So, when I wrote the business plan and the, you know, my strategic outlook, I, I definitely focused on really the education part of roasting and where we could take that. Mm -hmm. I don't think I ever could have saw where we would. Be today, you know, yeah. because technology's just changed so much. Hmm. And where did you get all the the information, the, the like the, the technical basics from? Because you yourself yourself you you wasn't a roaster, so did you work together with roasters, or how did you do that then content wise? Well, as a journalist, you know, I looked at as a publisher and journalist, you know, from that sense, I you know. I looked at people in the industry that were our educators, our leaders, people that I knew were, you know, tackling the 
roasting green coffee technical side. Um, we worked a lot with Willem Boot in the beginning. Willem was, you know, writing frantically all the time about green coffee and uh, what it looks like and how it roasts. And, you know, there were there were key people during that time who really pushed the level of knowledge and really started the industry on those paths of looking at things deeper and, you know, let's be scientists. You know, they were, they were the people that started that. Um, Mike Ebert from Fire Dancer, um, of course, Willem. And there, there were, we really relied on people that we thought had the knowledge, right? We knew we didn't have it. So we relied on them. And, you know, a lot of people to this day, even they tell us when they write for Roast, um, you know, that our editorial team, we help them along. We make them better writers. We help them, you know, put down their technical thoughts and make it so it's consumable from a reader. Hmm. Interesting. So now yeah, it's an important piece that we don't think about, I think. Pardon me? It's an important piece that I don't think people would think about, right? Yeah. They just think that an article comes to us in that form, but it doesn't. It yeah. goes through a very heavy editorial process. It goes to our editorial board. You know, it's proofed a million times over. Yeah. So anyway, it's it's an important piece that we understand that we're, you know, publishers and journalists and we're helping the people from our industry get their words on paper. Hmm. That's that's I, I'm I'm pretty sure that's also then the basis for the whole quality of the magazine and then also the reason why it's still after 19 years um, super popular kind of a must read for for any roaster or any coffee professional. And yeah, I think so. But is it still? I mean, now after 19 years and that many articles. Are there still news? Are there still new things to find, to, to find out? So how, how are you doing the editorial process nowadays? Um, or like the planning on, on topics? How, how does this process go today? Yeah, well, so we have a full editorial board and we rely on the board a lot. But I also have key people, you know, in the industry that have been my friends forever. And I actually just reached out to someone the other day um, after they were at Rose Summit. They're, you know, been in coffee roasting 20 years. And, you know, at the Rose Summit, they're like, if I see one more thing about roasting curves, I'm going to scream. And I was like, okay, then tell me what you want. So we got a lot of our ideas from the community. Hmm. Tell us what you want. Tell us what you need to know more about. Tell us what's happening in your world. Um, and that, you know, those are... For me, those are the most important ways for us to get our topic ideas because then it addresses what the industry is looking for or what they're lacking or missing. And then we help fill that gap. Um, and then if you look at green coffee and the coffee from origin, you know, that's a whole nother level of mm. uh, content. And there are lots of things happening right now. Yeah. Um, in our January, February issue coming up, we have Chris Corman. And um, I make sure I want to make sure I say her name right. Uh, Lucella Artajo Medina, Luce. Everyone calls her mm -hmm. just Luce. Uh, they're both talking about uh, coffee processing, and Luce is talking about coffee processing and kind of the waves that have come and gone, um, 
and where it's maybe going. And then Chris tackles additives into coffee processing. And after reading that article, it's so, I can't wait for everyone to read it because it just reminds everybody like that is such a hot topic right now. Yeah. And what additives mean to the cup of excellence and other competitions. And that's a whole structuring that, that needs to happen as well. Yeah, great. I think in general, the whole topic of green coffee is still with many roses a bit underestimated. There are a lot of discussions and emotions about curves and technical things. But at the end, green coffee is so important. And yeah, you mentioned Chris Corman. And I will like link on here or here. You will you will then see it on YouTube. I will also link the interview to Chris Kornman, who wrote the Green Coffee book, which is really I think a must read for anybody working with coffee. Which was one book that you also published. Yes. So Chris start? came to us. Sure. Yeah. Chris came to us, um, and he's like, he's he's written for Roast for years, and he came to us. He's like, I really want to put this book together, but I have no idea how. And let's see, Chris's book was the fourth book I think we did, mm -hmm. um, fifth book. And it's it's interesting because I feel like we've helped Chris Corman and uh, we also published Cheap Coffee by uh, Carl Weinhold. And both of them came to us and they're like, we have this idea. Can you look at you know this outline? What do you think? And I was like, for both of them, yes, you yeah. have the outline, you have the technical knowledge to write this book. Mm -hmm. And um, if we want to like hone in on Chris, right, he has all this knowledge that he's carrying around and he just, you know, finally put it on paper. And, you know, as a publisher, we took in his work, we edited it, we, you know, you know, the editing process for something like that, you know, is close to six months or nine months, it's yep. long, mm. you know, cause as Roast Magazine and for Chris, right. You have to make sure that every detail is right. Yeah. And so, um, the editing, the editing is probably, you know, one of the most important parts of it, but then you have the whole layout and design, Yeah. right. You can't just like, we've all seen books, especially trade books that like literally someone looks like they designed on a typewriter. Right. It's bad. Right. And we and along with everything we do at Roast, right, we want it at this really high level um, professional look and feel and something that we know will capture readers interest. And we also feel like, you know, if we. We're the standard, right, we're the we're the bar. Right. So we're going to always create something that we feel is raising the bar and is going to be interesting for our readers. And I think Chris, he just nailed that book. It's just really well done. Awesome. Yeah, I already told him uh, in the interview and also several times that I'm really impressed by the book. It's, it goes really into all the technical details that you need to know, but still it's really easy to read. It's really, it's, it looks nice, it's well-structured and it's really a book that anybody can read really easily. Although it's, it's really, um, going into the, all the technical details that you need to know when working with green coffee. So then also, yeah, so congratulations yeah. and thank you also to, to you and, and wow. the team of, of Rose. Yeah. And um, then you've, yeah, because that's, that was not your first book, as I said, one book that 
probably any roaster knows and has, has read is the Book of Roast. And um, how, did, how did you come up with the idea to, yeah, to publish the Book of Roast? Well, over the course of how many years, I, you know, people always came to us and they're like asking us about roasting technique, asking us about blending, you know, all these different topics that we have that we focus on in the book. Um, you know, I would always go back to, oh, we wrote about that in, you know, 2011. And it was this amazing article that XYZ wrote because we do curate the best writers and the best knowledge, mm. you know, that we have in our industry. So I kept going back to, we're always referring these articles to people. And I was like, why don't we just take the articles and put them all in one place? Yeah. Um, and I know some magazines, you know, they used to like do archives that they would archive, you know, mm. a year or whatever. And then I just, we just kept this idea, just kept coming back and coming back and coming back. And finally, um, it was really daunting. Hmm. You know, it was like, oh my gosh, there's all this content and I, I, I don't even know, you know, how do we even tackle it? How do we even go about putting it in order? And then I just started putting it in order, right? So we hmm. talk about history, processing, green coffee, defects, roasting machine. I mean, you know, I can list forever and ever, but yeah. science of coffee, um, blending, cupping, decaf, packaging, business of roasting, and then rules and regulations, it goes on and on. Yeah. And we really just decided to, well, I did, I'll be honest. I, I decided that I think that I would break down all the different segments of a roasting business mm. and try to tackle each segment. And mm. so, and then we looked at what we'd already written, what we need to write, and mm. um, and that's what we did. So if we had something that was um, timeless, and then we already wrote it. We just incorporated that. And then, if we, there were several articles that we rewrote. What I, what I really love about the book of roast, anyways, like um, I mean, you said it, it was kind of put together by articles that were around. And in a way, I really like this this concept because on one hand, you have all the information that you want in the book. So if you're a roaster, you get, you know, as you said, like. I mean, you have history, you have green coffee, you have defects, you have how to set up a roastery. But then you don't need to read the whole book. You can then really go to one topic and all the topics are then in articles so that you don't need to have read everything in advance. Before, you can right. just take then a, a special topic and then deep dive into, into that. So I think that's really... Yeah, another, um, you know, thank you to all the authors that contributed to the book and to Roast Magazine in the original format. And I feel like with those articles, they're the best of the best, mm -hmm. right? That's the best article anyone's ever written about, you know, defects. Yeah. Um, and so I, I feel like that that gives the Book of Roast like its level of um, technical style in terms of, like you said, if you want to know one thing about defects, you can just read that defect chapter and then all of a sudden you're caught up to one level, right? Yeah. So we've, before we've been talking about the world of coffee or the world of coffee roasting 19 years ago, and when you look at what's, what happened since then, is there any, I mean, I'm pretty sure you can see some changes. 
How do you see the, the world of coffee roasting nowadays in comparison to 19 years ago? Yeah. Well, I want to back up. One a, a back up about sort of the history part of it. Um, people always ask, why do like they when they're asking about the history of coffee, they're like, why is coffee like so important in Seattle and Portland? Hmm. And why did it kind of start, you know, along the West Coast? And I like to go back. There's one really obvious thing about Seattle and Portland, right? It's cold and rainy. Um, and so I think that there, this is just my personal theory, but uh, I think that th there was this focus on, you know, food originally, right? Mm. If you look at food in the 70s and 80s, you know, there's California, there's the, the Northwest was after that. But I think along the West Coast, people started focusing on food really early. Mm. And I think coffee entered that, you know, Pete started in 1969. Uh, I think that those were, you know, in the 80s is when people like took that love for food and switched it over to other things. And I think that that's how, you know, I think that's where coffee started, um, like take getting a, a grip, right? Starbucks had, you know, in the 80s, Starbucks was starting in, there. Um, and people started seeing that change in the love for food and coffee. And I think that that all started the movement. Um, and then I think that it laid the groundwork for what came next, right? Like mm. people started coffee roasting businesses and then they started Uber focusing on, you know, where's the coffee from? Why does it taste different from coffee down the street? And I think that that all laid the groundwork for what we have today. You know, I grew up in Michigan and in my small town, when I grew up in, you know, the early eighties, the only place you could get coffee was at a diner or the grocery store. And it was, you know, instant. Um, but, you know, today, everybody in my whole hometown, which is still small, you know, they know Starbucks, mm. Michigan has its own um, franchise and, you know, in the early nineties, they had a handful of stores and today they have 280 stores across 12 States. Yes. I mean, it's kind of amazing the growth that has happened. Um, and I don't know where it's going to go. Right. I mean, there's always something new, right? There's always a change. Um, there's so many new things happening since 1997. Right. Uh, in, in roasting equipment, right? If you look at, you know, what we had in 1997 for roasting machines and what we have today, it's very different. Um, some of it's the same, and mm. you know, and some of it's not. Um, but there's always, I feel like being in the industry for so long, it's been really interesting to like watch all the waves of everything, mm. right? Because like sometimes things that, you know, kind of fell out of fashion, they come back. And it's just like in real world, right? Hmm. Things come and go all the time. So I feel like our conversations about processing, that's kind of like a hot topic right now. Yeah. Um, I think if you look at um, some of our topics coming up for Rose Summit, that's in February, we have um, Luce is talking about green coffee. Scott Rao is talking about batch protocols and other tools to manage consistency. 
Um, Chris is also talking about converting green coffee data into practical insights into the roaster. And I think one of the most exciting things that we are going to be talking about in January is the SCA's um, new coffee assessment system. I never heard of it. No. What's that? I, I haven't heard of that yet. Well, I don't know too much about it, but the SCA is launching like a new cupping evaluation assessment system, okay. which includes new criteria for the cupping form okay. and cupping. Okay. So, um, I, I, I mean, it sounds like it's going to be uh, a pretty interesting look at how we've been evaluating coffee and how we'll be evaluated in the future, I think. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah, it's really interesting. So uh, Peter Giuliano will be giving, uh, at Rose Summit, he'll be giving a, a talk about that system that's coming out. Just um, from what I understand, it launches in January. Okay, perfect. And then Rose Summit, I'm going to, to put the link on Rose Summit down here. So Rose Summit is open to anybody, isn't it? Yeah, and it's free. It's free and it's online, so people from all over the world can participate in Roast Summit. So have a look at the link and yeah, yeah. register as soon as possible. We also have all the videos from all the past Roast Summits on our YouTube channel. Perfect. Wow. <clears throat> Thanks anyway for sharing all this information and doing all those, you know, projects. Because I've, I've, I really feel that that's kind of your, your passion to share knowledge and information about coffee roasting and, and kind of making the, yeah, making the, the coffee, coffee a bit better. But it's actually your yeah. take on, um, I was, I was when, when, we were, when you were talking about the development of coffee, how do you see the role of home roasting? Do, do you have any like opinion on that? Because I sometimes have the feeling there are all these people around that are, you know, like doing their home roasting stuff in their, in their, um, in their garage or somewhere, and then they're challenging each other on, on coffee boards. I, I sometimes feel there is quite some innovation coming from this, from this um, group of, of roses that are sitting at home with their small machines and trying to find more about coffee in their, in their 100 gram batches where they can experiment a lot. So do you have any, any opinion on that? Or? I do. I feel like it's a very strong community. And so many of those people are the people that quit their jobs and be, you know, open a full-time coffee roastery. Yeah. Um, I think that's where, I mean, that's where that's where our new coffee generation's coming from. Yeah. Um mostly, right? Like new companies, that's where they come from, right? People don't just open their door and start a coffee roaster, right? They've been roasting it in their garage, they've been roasting it, you know, in their kitchen. And like you said, you know, they are roasting it in smaller, smaller batches. And so they do have, you know, they spend a lot of time experimenting and, and they, they're just doing it because they love coffee. Right? Mm -hmm. We have a lot of coffee home roasters that read roast magazine. Um, yeah, it's a whole market for sure. Awesome. Hey, Connie, really thank you for all the work you're doing, you and your team and all the information you are sharing. And since there is so much information around, like books, but then also free content, maybe we can like do a summary so that people know where they can get which kind of information. Oh, sure. And then I think there is like, I mean, there is there is the Book of Roast, which people can buy globally on, on, 
on your website. In Europe, they can get it on our website. We will put the link down here and green coffee. But beside of that, um, what else? There is like Rose Summit Daily Coffee News, um, which we also going to link down here. Great. Um, green coffee. If you go to our website, there's a whole section on just books, just the magazine, yeah. just Rose Summit. Um, we have a new website that actually is launching this week. Wow. Okay. And um, it does a really great job of listing all of our media sources. Great. We like to call it a platform. Okay. And I have to give a, a ton of credit to our entire team. Uh, the Daily Coffee News people, uh, Nick and Howie, are amazing. Um, you know, they, they, all of the content on Daily Coffee News is written in house and written for Daily Coffee News. We don't like, source other you know news uh outlets and just you know grab the headlines um and then the team at roast magazine they're they're just amazing our editor lily our art director jeremy beth is our circulation manager and uh claire is our business development manager they're the heart of roast magazine we all put this thing out together and we all love what we do and i, I hope it shows to our readers and to the community, how much we really do love this this industry and we're here to support it. Oh, great, thanks a lot. Yeah, we forgot to mention, of course, the, the Roast Magazine before. Of course, there is also Roast Magazine around, which people can order as a printed edition, but also digital if you, yes. yeah. If Correct. You on the computer. So also these, all the links are down here. And- uh, Thank you. Beside of that, I really have to thank you for for everything you and your team are doing. I think that you 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 My pleasure. You did um, participate in in making the coffee world better over the last nineteen years, and also from my side, thank thanks you. so much for the for the collaboration with you. It's really fantastic to to work with you. Yes, and thank yeah. you. It's been an amazing journey for sure. <laughs> thank you very much, Connie. All right, take care. I hope this video was helpful for you. As promised, you will find all the links to the various resources in the commentary section. The Book of Roast is really a resource that I recommend anybody that's roasting coffee. You will find it up here. And if you have any more questions on coffee roasting, then I always look forward to hearing from you. You find my contact on roasttravels.com.